0: Pastor. Is that you, Pastor Susan. Hey Amen. I'm in the room. I'm in the room. Oh my God. Oh my God. It is good to be here today. Amen. Can you imagine it's already been one week, Pastor? One week since our last podcast. Can you believe that?
1: Wow. Time flies. I guess because we're having so much fun. Amen.
0: Amen, sir. You know, God is doing great things, Pastor. God Amen. is doing great and powerful things.
1: And yes. you know, Pastor,
0: you know, Pastor, he is using this ministry, Pastor. He's using the ministry, Pastor.
1: Amen. Praise God. It's you know, a good thing. You know what?
0: On our other podcast, Pastor, our morning devotional podcast. And if folks want to listen to that, it's on iTunes, on Pandora, Google Podcasts. You can find it on, on various outlets. The Morning Devotional Podcast, Pastor, in Jamaica. For, for the spiritual Spirituality Podcast, Pastor, it came in number 68 out of who knows, a couple thousand, Pastor. Amen?
1: Wow. Amen. Amen. I think that deserves a round of applause. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. That's good. My hope is just that people are really being inspired, that people are being touched, that their lives are being changed, and, and that's really... Uh, the work that we want to be doing is we wanna reach the world. We wanna reach people uh in their time of need, uh, when when they're struggling through things, you know, uh an encouraging word, something that they can hear, something that can change their life, something that's revolutionary, uh, you know, revelation knowledge from God. Amen. I think that's, Amen, that's what we're kind of looking for.
0: That, that's what God is doing, Pastor, revelation, Amen. taking the words out of the Bible and revealing it to his children, Pastor.
1: That's right, because his word is alive. It is not it a dead is. word. It is alive. Amen?
0: Amen, sir. You know, Pastor, as we were putting together the script for the show, something happened, didn't it, Pastor? Something happened.
1: Yes, something definitely happened. The power of God moved. And he really, really moved. Uh, Just, uh, you know, as we seek the Lord in prayer and we start to listen to his voice, he tells you exactly uh, what he wants you to do, what he wants you to talk about, you know, the lives that need to be touched, what people may be going through. And it's certainly not our knowledge. It's God's knowledge. Amen. He's the one that knows because he's the one that created us. And he's the one that knows what's going on with us and what we need to hear and when we need to hear it. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. So the Holy Spirit showed up as we were putting the show together. So I know tonight is going to be a powerful, powerful show. Yeah, I know tonight is going to be something that we never experienced before. Pastor.
1: Amen. Amen. I'm looking so forward to it.
0: Pastor, why don't you go ahead and, and give us our opening prayer, Pastor?
1: Yes, sir. Father God in heaven, once again, we just want to thank you so much for being in our lives, Father God. We thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning to draw another breath in which we may worship, praise, honor, and glorify your holy name. Father God, there's no name above your name and there was no one like you, Father God. We thank you so much for what you are depositing in us, Father God, what you are allowing to happen, Father God, in this day and age, Father. And we just thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you for your love, Father God. I pray that you use us as your vessels to speak your word, Father God. And we are careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Amen, Pastor. Amen. That was something else, Pastor.
1: Amen. Praise God.
0: Yes. Praise the Most High, Pastor. The
1: Most High. Amen.
0: You know, Pastor, it's, it's, it's one of those things, Pastor, as we go through this journey. And, and by the way, the title of the show tonight, this is our fourth episode, Pastor, and this title is called Our Journey.
1: Amen. Our Amen. Journey, Pastor.
0: Because that's you what it is, isn't it?
1: It's a journey. That's right. It's a journey. It
0: is. And, and you know, what, when you're on a journey, things happen. Right. I mean, you know, you, you probably took the kids out one time on vacation. Hey, everybody get in the car, buckle up and do all this stuff. Right. And as soon as all you right. roll out, right, you're like, no, no, ten minutes away for now. So I got to go to the bathroom.
1: Like, <laughs> really? yeah, 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 exactly. You you're, you're taking a, a three day trip to, to, to somewhere, you know, really far. And and they're like within 30 minutes. Are we almost there yet? Are we almost there <laughs> <air> yet? <laughs> Ever been through that
0: one? (laughs) I've been through that so many times, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just going down a hill, Pastor.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But,
0: but you know, on this journey, Pastor, things happen to us. So one of the things we need to understand is we have a power that's in us, Pastor. Our first topic is called the power in you. Amen. Amen. What What do you think the power looks like? In a Christian pastor,
1: you know it's really funny. But um, when you have power, it's almost like nothing affects you. Nothing affects you. You. It's like you're beyond anything petty. You're you're beyond the petty arguments. Uh, somebody insults you, and you don't pick up the brick to throw it back at them. You actually start building with that brick, you know. And I think when you have the power of God in you, other people can see that. They can see the authority. They can see the power. They can feel it when you're around them. And and I know this because I've experienced that many times with, with great men of God. Uh, you know, I've experienced it with you as you and I are, are speaking you know, and, and I can, I can sense it. I can feel it. It's very palpable and it's a wonderful thing to have that power. And that power all comes from our God and father in heaven. Amen.
0: Amen, sir. You know, as we look up the definition of power, it it translates to ability. So, so let's look at Luke chapter 10, verse 19. In the King James version, it writes like this: uh, "Just as Jesus talking, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you." Amen, Pastor. Amen. Wow. Amen. So, 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 Jesus starts out, "Behold, hey, listen, I give unto you power." The ability to tread on serpents and scorpions. Right there, Pastor. Serpents and scorpions. And he didn't say you had to wear shoes, Pastor. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Amen. Amen. That's right. We don't have to have those big long boots so we don't get bitten, right?
0: (laughs) And he said, I give unto you. So that means the power is in us. Is that
1: right, Pastor? That's right. We already possess it. You know, and I think if many of us knew, the power that is actually within us, and what we possess, I think things would be different. I think this world would be different. You know, I think many times uh, we don't either realize the power we carry or we don't believe it, that we actually carry that power. And when we're walking around defeated, Minister Germain, when we walk around defeated, the enemy can see that. He can see our long face. He can see our head down. He can see if we're either scared or, or we don't know how to operate in the power that God has given us. Amen.
0: Yeah. You know, you're so, you're so right, pastor, you know, part of the, 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 the enemy's tool and the tool that they use on us is distraction pastor, but this That's power right. wasn't, was, was given to us by Jesus, by the That's Lord right. himself. He said, I give it, Unto you and then he said and over all is that and over all the power of the enemy so 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 although the enemy has tools he says and over all the power of the enemy so the idea is to distract you on how powerful you really are What, what, what do you think about that pastor
1: that's right well the Bible is very clear that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy right and we've talked about this before. How can he steal something you don't have when a thief mm. breaks into a house? He's in there to get the most expensive stuff, the jewelry, the the cash, you know, uh, electronic equipment or whatever. He's he's looking for every opportunity to steal what is valuable. They don't go in there to steal your dirty dishes, do they? <laughs> they don't go in there to to you know uh steal the 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 stuff that's uh you know in your in your sink you know uh in your in your restroom you know the hair and all this stuff you know they they don't go in there to steal toothbrushes and whatever they they go to steal what is valuable and what we have what god has given us is extremely valuable and the enemy knows that and the enemy has a fear of us realizing what is in us, the power that is in us. Amen.
0: Amen, sir. So, so this power that dwells in us, the power that that Jesus said He gives unto us. If we're using that power in a certain way, the enemy will actually flee from us. What? What? Do you-
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, there's a scripture uh, where the Lord uh, mentions, you know, resist uh, the enemy and he will flee. And that's what most people read. But that's really not the whole verse. It says, humble yourselves before God. Then resist the devil and he will flee. But everybody forgets that first part, that part of. Listen, humbling yourself. See, because we're not to to walk uh, uh, all tough and flexing and and thinking we're all that in a bag of chips. We're supposed to be humble. See, when Jesus, Jesus didn't yell or scream, uh, you know, when he was talking to demons, it, it was simply the power and the authority of get out or get thee behind me, Satan. Right? He didn't have to yell and scream and make a big scene. He just had to walk in that power and the authority. Now, let me ask you this, Minister Jermaine. Uh, you ever been a supervisor or manager, an executive, anything at your job? Uh,
0: yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. All, all the above. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you go around the company telling your employees when when they're not Uh, following direction or they're not doing something right or something's not safe. Do you go to them and tell them, Hey, 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 listen, I'm, I'm the boss. I'm the boss and you need to do this. Do you actually tell them or do you just walk in that authority?
0: Amen, sir. No, we, we walk in that authority, pastor. And we, you know what we do pastor is that you you don't exert it to a point where you're belligerent to people, right? You beating them over the head. with. With, with the position. Is that right?
1: That's right. We don't lord the position or title over anybody. We still need to be humble. And as a matter of fact, that makes you, uh, I believe, a more effective, a more well-rounded leader when you understand your authority and you use it appropriately, not trying to exert it over people and, and bash them and Want to terminate everybody because they did something wrong, and I've seen a lot of that coming from you know uh, an HR uh, an HR background. You know I've seen a lot of that where uh, plant managers or senior vice presidents or whatever want to exert their power out of ego. There's no humbleness there, and that may work for a while, but after people get tired of it, and then they start complaining. And then they start rebelling. Listen, before you know it, I'm writing up their last paychecks, right? Because they're not doing things the way they should be done. It's all about ego. And God wants us to be humble. Even when it comes to being over the power of all the enemy, if we have that much power, with great power comes great responsibility, right?
0: That's what I was just going to say, Pastor. With the great power that we possess comes great responsibility, Pastor. And you know, Pastor, Amen. and when we're when we're in this power, Pastor, when we're in this power, the Book of Acts says this: uh, Acts one verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Amen. Power. Amen, Pastor. Amen. So when this power Amen. comes on you. When his power comes over you, that's when you receive the Holy Spirit. And he's the teacher,
1: right, Pastor, the Holy Spirit? Right, right. He's the one that teaches us and instructs us. He's the one that gives us that discernment to see things happening. And when we need to step into that power, when we need to walk in that power. Example, uh, if you know there's somebody in the hospital sick, and this is even for our audience right now, if you have a loved one that's in the hospital Rather than feeling fear and a hopelessness and feeling like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? You need to stand on Jesus' word. You need to command the enemy to leave. And you need to speak life into that individual. You need to keep them in prayer. You need to know, and you need to trust, and you need to believe, and you need to speak it with power and authority. That's when you step into your purpose, right? When you're doing what God calls you to do, and like the Bible says, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So we we can't give in to the fear. We can't give in to that part of us that starts to doubt because that's what happened with Peter, right? When Peter uh, was going to walk on the water, that's what happened, you know? And sometimes I believe that God allows those things to happen. I think he allows us to go through things in in order to build us, to build our strength. It's like when we go in a gym, Right. And at first, it's hard to even lift the bar. The bar itself is 45 pounds. And if you've never lifted or you're barely starting, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. But you can end up within a few short weeks, you can end up putting quite a bit of weight. If you're disciplined in your training, if you're disciplined in what you're putting into your body, if you're disciplined into pushing yourself, right? And sometimes... Like I say, it's very difficult to do that on our own. Sometimes we need a coach. We need somebody to be speaking to us. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen.
0: Amen, sir. Yeah. You need that teacher. You need that coach, like you said, Pastor, that keeps talking to us and gives us that guidance. Right. Gives us right. gives us that 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 this discernment, that intuition that says, this is what you need to do this is what you need to say. Because sometimes, Pastor, although you have the power, your silence is great. What do you think, Pastor?
1: Yes. And I I think being silent, especially when there's chaos going on, and you see that to be silent, I think is an issue because it's almost like you're giving permission to the enemy to come in and start messing with everyone including yourself because you're not standing up for yourself if a bully comes to you yeah you ever seen uh i can't remember which rocky it was but one of the rocky movies where they're Mm -hmm. bullying his son they take his jacket and and they're taking his lunch money and what have you you know like many of us have been through in school in our younger days but it's not until that person no longer accepts the bullying and says wait a minute you know what i've had enough i know who lives in me i know who i am right christ lives in me and he says that i'm powerful over all of the power of the enemy so i'm going to stand on that i'm going to believe that and i'm going to exercise that power right now amen and that's amen. We start stepping in
0: stepping in and standing up, right, Pastor?
1: That's right. Standing up to the bully. Because that's the only way the bully backs down, is when he sees that you're no longer willing to take it, that you're kind of tough and that you're standing in your authority and you're standing firm. And and now you're like saying, you know what? I've had enough. It's like, uh-oh. And now usually the bully will back down. And not always, when he doesn't back down and he starts throwing punches, so to speak, spiritually, you gotta know how to fight back. And that's where knowing the word comes in, right?
0: Amen, sir. So, so I'm hearing this, Pastor. So the idea is for the enemy not to take your power. The idea is for the enemy to distract you so you forget how powerful you are. Now, now, stay with me for a minute, Pastor, because if yes, we sir. forget who we are, if we forget the power that's in us, if we forget to activate it, we can actually fall into a place called hopelessness. What do you think? That's
1: right, that's right. I'll tell you, you know, there have been times where I have felt like that, just totally and completely hopeless. And I've gone to different people to to try to help me with my issues and try to uh, talk to them and have them pray for me and encourage me and speak the word over me. And there have been times where that just doesn't work. And that's when I find myself actually getting closer to God because I have to go into my own prayer closet and I have to encourage myself, so to speak, and I have to push in prayer right as they say the acronym push pray until something happens and you when you're in that place that cyclical place of hopelessness and you feel like everything is falling apart and you don't you don't make a stand and sometimes you feel you can't even make a stand you feel so hopeless and so alone and that's when you have to exercise that discipline And start calling out, Father, I need your help. Lord Jesus, please do something in this situation. I stand on your word. I know that I am more than a conqueror. I know that you will send the the enemy scattered in separate different directions to the north, the south, the east, and the west. I know that I am the apple of your eye. I know that you love me with an undying love. I know that nobody can separate me from your hand, Lord God. I need you to move right now with me. I need you to take over. The fight is yours. You have said to put my enemies, that they would be my footstool. And what do you do when they're your footstool? What do you do with a footstool?
0: You have to sit down, Pastor.
1: Exactly. And who's fighting at that point? The- Amen. Amen. And that's what you want. Because listen, the enemy knows he cannot beat God. His his arms are too short to box with God, so to speak, right? Because we've seen we've seen that time and time again with King David and Goliath, with Daniel and the lions with Moses and his great army of the Pharaoh, and yet all defeated and God's people came out on top. not that wonderful?
0: You know, it, it sure is, Pastor. You know, when we look at hopelessness, so I had to pull up the definition really quick here. <clears throat> the definition is a feeling or state of despair, lack of hope. So I wanted to take this a step further, Pastor hopelessness is actually a noun so a noun is a person a place or a thing so hopelessness is not a feeling hopelessness is something that we're in it's a physical or mental location pastor so what do you think the enemy's trying to do when they're trying to put you in this place of hopelessness pastor
1: He's trying to defeat you. He's trying to take everything you have, every ounce of strength. He tries to distract you with financial issues, with issues maybe in church, with issues with your family, your children, your health. I mean, he comes at you with everything in the kitchen sink to make you feel that despair, to make you feel like God is not there, as if, God has abandoned you or forgotten you. And that's how you start feeling. You start feeling lost. You start feeling confused. Many times you start feeling like you don't even want to live anymore. It's like I'm done. I'm tired. I'm defeated. And nothing is changing. I might as well just give up. And that is what the enemy wants. For you to completely give up. For you to not stand and fight with him. For you to not be able to speak hope into other people that are feeling the same way that you are, or maybe even worse. That's the goal. It's like, if I can take that from this individual, make them feel like they're useless, they're unimportant, they're powerless, they can't resist me anymore. And now they're going to give in and I'm going to take everything from them, including in many aspects and many times their own lives. Very sad situation.
0: It it is, Pastor, because it goes to a place that you're since now we know that hopelessness is a noun. So it is a location and the enemy is trying to keep us in this particular location through. Distractions, kind of what you mentioned with with Peter, right?
1: right?
0: Right. The enemy's trying to keep us in a place where you can't get out, and you feel like it seems like it looks like you're by yourself. Yes. Have there you ever been a place, Pastor, where you actually feel like nobody else has been through this before, and and you're all by yourself?
1: Oh, absolutely. You you feel like like nobody understands. As a matter of fact. You can be in a room full of people. You can be, let's say, example, at a wedding party or, or you know, some birthday party, and there, there could be 100 people there, and everybody's laughing and joking and uh, eating and having a great time, and you feel almost like in a vacuum, like you're looking around at everybody, and you're feeling just terrible. And nobody even knows what you're going through. And you're not speaking to anybody because the enemy wants to keep you quiet, of course. So there's no brothers and sisters to encourage you. Nobody there to talk to you. And if you're not even reading your word, you're not in prayer, you're not calling out and crying out to God. You could be in a room full of people and feel absolutely, completely alone. And that's a tough place to be.
0: It, it really is, Pastor. So I'm going to take a scripture right here, Pastor, about hope. <clears throat> and it comes out of Romans 8 and is verses 24 through 26. For, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise. The spirit helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Something else, huh? Pastor.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank God for his words. I'll tell you, I don't know how people live without the Lord. You know, Um, you're so deceived if you're not listening to God, if you're not, praying, if you're not seeking his word, you can be so deceived and and think that you're nothing when you really are everything. If you could see yourself in a mirror, you and I have talked about this many times. If you could see yourself in a mirror and see what you really are in the spiritual realm, what you are in God's eyes, we'd be blown away. We'd be absolutely blown away.
0: You know, Pastor, what, what what kind of captivated me in this <clears throat> in Romans, uh, Paul wrote, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And you know, I was thinking, like, so so patience and and hope is connected to faith. So I, I'm assuming if we look at Psalms 40, when David wrote, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. When he wrote that, that when he said I waited patiently, he must have really been in a place called hopelessness. W- what do you think, Pastor?
1: Absolutely. And I think many of God's people have been there. You remember when uh, King David was uh, hiding out in the cave and how the men all came to him all down and depressed and sad and hopeless, basically. But something happened in that cave. Something happened in that cave because just uh, a, a little bit later, it's talking about God's mighty men. So, there has to be a, a uh, an aligning uh, with God. Let's take, for example, and, uh, you know, you know the story, of Nebuchadnezzar, Right? And he was not a believer in God. He actually wanted uh, everybody to worship another God. And what happened once he was showing off and we were talking about that, that pride, right? That where you, ah, I, I got this, I know who I am. And, and it's in, a, in, a, um, in a, a way of where you're trying to show your power through an ego trip. Right. Trying to not be humble like we were talking about. Well, what was the first thing that was found in the enemy? It was pride. It says pride was found in him. Right. So and pride comes before the fall. Correct. So if we look at that, when Nebuchadnezzar started acting like that instantly before the words even left his mouth, What happened to him? He ended up like an oxen, like basically like a a donkey eating grass. A wild beast. (laughs) Yeah, a wild beast. And how long was he there? Seven. Seven years he was there. Could you imagine the ridicule that must have happened? The people that used to pass him, wait, wasn't that that great king? Was trying to make us worship these other, you know, gods? Wasn't he all powerful and used to punish people and send and put them to death and threaten them? And uh, that we were all scared of. Look at him; he's out of his mind, man. He's eating grass.
0: He lost his mind.
1: He lost his mind, and it was seven years. You talk about wow. being, uh, and he probably didn't even know, but he had to exercise that patience, you know. But he probably didn't even know that he was in that place because he had lost his mind. But what does it say in the Bible? When did he actually regain his mind? Is when he when looked he up, looked heaven. up. When he looked up, God gave him his mind back. Then he realized how powerful God is and who God is. And I think once you realize that, once you get back everything that the enemy has stolen from you, you become a better king because now you have wisdom and now you have trust and faith in the Lord. Now your strength is really a strength that comes from God. Amen and we were Amen. talking about uh the other uh the other king that had to dip himself
0: oh nehemiah yeah nehemiah he was a, he was a, he was a roman he was a roman he was like a, a officer to, of the army yeah a Neiman. Right. right mm-hmm.
1: yeah and what did he have to do
0: he had to dip himself seven times in the nasty jordan river
1: <laughs> the dirtiest river of all and he had to dip himself seven times right and what happened after the seventh time
0: said the skin was clean like baby skin
1: <laughs> wow wow a baby skin and is it a baby skin I mean I don't I, I don't know if you still remember that smell but when your your children are very very uh, little babies and they have that smell that just oh yeah. it's so, right. it's so beautiful.
0: It's right, so beautiful,
1: right. and it's funny how the Bible uses that example because everybody knows about smiling a, a brand new baby. It's, it's just oh, it's the sweetest thing in the world.
0: It, it really is, Pastor. You know, when you think about naming, like you brought him, like you brought up, you know, he had leprosy. So if you could imagine this, this, this high dignitary, and and you know, general, so to speak, in in this army, right? He goes to kings frequently. He went to the king before he went to go get to, to go get um, to go to Elijah. So he goes right. to the king. Nothing can come in front of the king unless it's clean, pastor. Right. But he had leprosy. So how do you get yeah. in front of the king if you have leprosy? Do you know the great lens he had? To, what he had to do to hide it, pastor? Because leprosy smells. It's rotting flesh.
1: Yeah. So he had to throw you cover out, it out out of up the city for that.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Pastor. And here he is, yeah. a great man, a great stature. And he has to he has a he has a secret, Pastor. He, he has a secret that he can't tell anybody and he's trying to cover it up. Wow. So to exercise like patience, we, like Pastor.
1: I was going to say, like, we try to cover up sin. Right. Instead of confessing that we try to cover it. And that's when a, things go wrong.
0: It's a cover up, right? It's <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> but and as you, I, was the, I was looking at the I was looking at the definition ahead. of patience, and the definition of patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. I'm gonna read it one more time, Pastor. Patience, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. What I found striking, Pastor, is this is also a noun. So, so, so we already went to two. The first noun was hopelessness. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was a place that the enemies tried to put us in, right? Right. Now we're in a new place, a new location called Patience. And once we get to that location, Pastor, like we read in Romans 8, it says, but if we hope for what we don't see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, Pastor.
1: And that's Isn't interesting that because, absolutely, because is it easy to be patient? Oh. <laughs> you got that right. It is not easy to be patient. And listen, even when we're being patient, do some of us complain and murmur and get upset?
0: Oh, pastor. Mm.
1: (laughs) Amen. That's right. That's something that I think every last one of us experiences, especially when things aren't going right, when things aren't going our way, but God's ways are not our ways. Amen? So we have to trust him in those times of hopelessness. And it's not easy. Nobody said it was going to be easy. But it's necessary. It's not easy to get those big muscles that, that you see on TV, all these actors and actresses that are in shape and whatever. It's not easy. You have to discipline your body. You have to go to the gym. You got to wake up early and go to the gym or go in the evening after work or, or whatever. You got to run. You got to do, uh, you know, all this, this exercise and you got to eat right. And, you know, you have to stop eating at a certain time and not uh, not eat all these fats and, and salts and all this stuff. It's, it's not easy. Everybody wants that and wants to look like that. But it's not easy. It takes work. It takes discipline. And it's the same in the spiritual matters. Everybody wants to be a great man or woman of God. Everybody wants to have power, the power that comes from God, because we want to help other people. But it's not easy to be patient. Yet that's what the Bible calls us to do. Amen.
0: Exactly, Pastor. It's exactly what the Bible wants us to do. Is to exercise that patience, knowing that the Lord is actively working on your behalf, pastor.
1: And that's so why let me... he says, in your weakness, see, that's when God is made strong, and he knows that we're going to feel weak in those times, and he understands that, but that's when he begins to really work, when we're, okay, Lord, I'm I'm." You know what? I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait on you, you know, because he says, be still and know that I am God. Not run around like crazy and know that I am God. Not be worried and frightful and, and, and know that I am God. Not kick your your, your feet and, and throw a tantrum and know that I am God. That's not what he says. Right. He says, be still and know. That I am God We've got to know that we know that we know And I thought it was It was interesting uh, Something that you and I were speaking about When this uh, Man That was known Obviously And had to go dip himself seven times Which is the number of What
0: Completion
1: Right The number of completion So you take the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And we were saying seven times three? It's 21. And what does that signify?
0: We're in our year of completion. 2021 is our year of completion. And you know what, Pastor? It's ironic because we're in the 21st century as well, Pastor.
1: Amen. That's right. That's right. The 21st century. Wow. Ain't that something? Used to see that on the Jetsons and, and never think about it. <laughs> that's right. And now I see we're there.
0: That's and you're right. living in it, Pastor. You're living in the year of completion. Something's going to get completed this year, and God's going to have a purpose for all of our listeners, including our...
1: Amen. Amen. I believe that's a prophetic word right there. I think... God is going to pour out his spirit upon men. And I, my prayer is that we absolutely start to see uh, from what I believe has been an apostasy, people just turning away from God. I, I, my desire is to see an absolute Holy Ghost filled revival, revival in the people, revival in our nation, Amen. In the people of God to stand up, you know, because I think many. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was speaking to a pastor a friend of mine, and he's got a, a, a nice, successful church, and he was talking hopelessness. He was feeling. He says it's palpable. You can feel it in the atmosphere. You can feel it in the air. Sometimes I, I, I feel like I don't even want to live anymore. He says it's just things are so hard and. And you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere. This pandemic. And and people are losing their lives. And people are sick. and, And you start feeling hopeless. Yet as men and women of God. That's when we need to rise up. And we need to give hope to people. We need to encourage people. Not just tickle their ears. You know. A lot of prophets. Apostles. Pastors, the church, a lot of them through this pandemic dropped the ball. They dropped the ball. And listen, I'll even include myself in that. You know, when when you start feeling overwhelmed with things in life and with life itself, it's hard to stay focused. But we need to have that patience and we need to have endurance right we need to finish the race and we need to finish that race strong and the only the only one that can help us win that race and to stay strong is the grace and mercy of God. Amen.
0: Amen it's sir Grace it,
1: that sustains us
0: it is and that's our third, Subject or a topic for tonight is the grace pastor because you, you you mentioned that the, your other pastor friend said he feels this despair and we know that hopelessness is an actual noun so it's a person place or thing so he felt this thing he felt this right. place but he yes. looks around and he said I I don't think I'm there but he feels like he's in there he feels like he's in this location correct and yes what we need to remind ourselves as Christians and other Christians. Is that we're covered by the grace, Pastor. Amen. what do you say what do you say about the grace, Pastor?
1: Oh, thank God for his grace. You know, a uh, great song that I think every Christian knows, uh, you know, is uh, amazing grace, right? How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I'll tell you, I, I thank God daily for his amazing grace. Uh, His mercy that covers me and his grace, unmerited favor, giving us everything that we don't deserve, giving us another breath of life each day, giving us health, giving us food, providing for us, giving us shelter. He doesn't have to do any of that because we don't deserve any of that. But it's his amazing grace That sustains us, right? He says, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. We need to hold on to that. We need to thank him each and every day that we can wake up with family, with friends, like I say, with food, with clothes, with shelter, you know. And though we may struggle, his grace gets us through it. Every time God is faithful, Even when we're not, he is faithful. Amen.
0: Amen, sir. You know, I want to read two verses, Pastor. They're both out of John 1. I'm going to read verse 14, and then I'm going to read verse 17. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, verse, excuse me, verse 17. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Amen, Pastor. So Jesus Christ is
1: the grace, Pastor. Amen. Amen. And you know how funny? It says uh, half full of grace. Oh, no. Wait a minute. It says, a little bit of grace. Wait a minute. That's not what you read. What did you read? Full. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Not half, not a quarter, not a little bit, but full of grace. Isn't that just wonderful? It's amazing. That That means he's never empty. He's never empty. And that's how our cup can be overflowing with the grace of God through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Isn't that amazing?
0: Amen, sir. You know, you you mentioned, you already spoke about this other uh, verse here, John 1, 16, of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. You You already mentioned that, Pastor, because it's so full everlasting Amen. through everlasting. Grace for grace. Alpha and omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he told the women at the well, Pastor, if you remember, if you drink of this water, you won't thirst again.
1: You will never thirst again. That's the grace. Amen. That's, That's the, the grace, grace, Pastor. Man, thank God for grace. Amen. We're, we're again, we're only anything because of him because of his grace. We're only saved because of his grace. It's by him that our stripes are healed because of his grace. Wow. He's amazing.
0: And through grace, pastor, through, through grace, pastor, we get salvation. So with Jesus Christ, through the grace Jesus himself, we get salvation, everlasting life, Pastor. Wow. And that Amen. is what the enemy wants to take away from you.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: That's the prize. That's what it's all about. That's the, the coup de grace. Remember that, Pastor, the coup de grace?
1: <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Yep. It's like let me let me take uh you know his family, his wife, his children, let me take his giftings. Come on, let Pastor. me take his anointing, let me take his power, let me take his very calling. Because then Pastor. I can possess it all.
0: Pastor, wow. The enemy wants to take their minds because they think they're not worthy anymore. All the power is in it. We talked about the power in them, er- the power you have earlier, right? Right. There's no need to take the power if you don't think you have it.
1: That's right. You've already given it up.
0: If you have a millionaire pastor, if you have a billionaire pastor, and they think they're broke, then they're broke. It don't matter right. what the bank account says. It don't matter what the credit card says. <laughs> It doesn't matter what kind of car they're driving. If you have a wealthy person in money, wealth and money, not in spirit, but wealth and money, right. and they believe that they're broke, then they're broke.
1: As a man thinketh, so is he. Amen, sir.
0: It doesn't that, even
1: have to be true. It, it doesn't know. It, it's, only, it's only true in your mind. Isn't that something?
0: So, when you say, Pastor, that you had a pastor friend struggling and you had, you know, other, other people you had a, a minister to that was going through difficulties of hopelessness and despair, and they felt like they wanted to take their own life, it's because the distraction got so cloudy, Pastor. It's because the seas rose so much that they lost focus, just like Peter did on Jesus. See, we got to remember, Amen. Pastor, as ministers and, and leaders and Christians, sons and daughters of Christ, We need to remind people of the word, pastor, because the word is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He's an unchanging God. So if he's unchanging, the only thing that changed
1: was our mind. That's right. That's right. And sometimes, as I was saying earlier, sometimes God will allow us to be in a place where we have to look up like Nebuchadnezzar, look up to the sky and call out to him. You know, we feel like we're going to drown, but he says, listen, the the water's already at your mouth and you're taking in salt water and you're spitting it up. And I know this is uncomfortable for you and you're getting tired and what have you, but listen, I'm going to strengthen you because as he strengthens you, he's, he leaves you there sometimes because it's like you gotta you gotta build the muscles. You know how you tread water and you gotta be moving and moving your hands and moving your legs and you gotta draw breaths and you know, sometimes it's like listen, the reason I'm allowing that, and you need to be patient through this, is because I'm gonna use you to go get those other people that are on the boat that could drown. I need you. To have enough strength to pull yourself and pull them to safety, to shore. And then I need you to go back and grab another one. And then I need you to go back and grab another one. Seeing you get stronger and stronger. So sometimes we're in it because we have to be. That's not always the case. But sometimes the Lord will allow this in order for us to grow, amen? Because I know there's a lot of situations where I have felt hopeless and I felt like I had lost my power. That brought me ever so closer to God. And then when God strengthened me again, I mean, look at us. We're doing a radio show, hopefully touching all kinds of people's lives. And that's my greatest desire, we don't do this for money. We don't do this for fame. We don't do it for fortune. We, we do this because we love God and we love God's people.
0: Amen. Amen, sir. You know, as I reflect on our last topic here, Pastor, <clears throat> the grace and, and how we talked earlier about the distractions and we fall into a place called hopelessness. I would be remiss if I, not, if I did not bring up the prodigal son because he wanted to, he wanted his father to give him the inheritance now, and which the father did, and he left. And then he squandered the inheritance, Pastor. Now, a lot of people think that, go ahead, Pastor. Uh,
1: uh, so think about, it. I, I'm just thinking about what you're saying. He asked for the inheritance and he got it, right? With yes. with that inheritance, with that money, what comes? what comes with that? Power. Great responsibility, and great responsibility, right? But you have that kind of money; you have power now, right? So he had power, and he squandered it. All the money, and what did that lead to? Hopelessness.
0: He he okay. found himself in a place. Right, he found yeah. himself in a place, pastor.
1: Yeah, with the pigs.
0: Absolutely, Pastor. Now, one thing we can also say is that's the wealth part of it, but the spiritual part of squandering, or at least let, let me ask you a question, Pastor, can I squander my faith? Could I could I squander my power, Pastor? Can I squander my walking God? Is that something that I can give away? Because the inheritance we already talked about, was the inheritance that God gives us that the, that the that that Jesus gives us the fulfillment the righteousness so can I squander that away pastor
1: if you're a person that thinks that like we were talking about then yeah you can squander that it belongs to you it's yours but If you look at the definition of squander, you can give it all up. You can walk away from what God has for you. Right?
0: Amen. And as the prodigal son, like you said, Pastor, he's with the pigs and he's eating the pig slop. Right? Mm -hmm. In, In verse 17, Pastor, it says, When he came to a census. How many of us been in a place called hopelessness and we need to come to our senses, Pastor? That's
1: right. that's right. How many that's of us, one.
0: Pastor, how many of us, Pastors, been to that place called hopelessness and like, j- just like Nebuchadnezzar, they have to look up.
1: That's right.
0: And you know what I find interesting about the prodigal son, the way Jesus told the story, was the father was looking for him. He didn't give up on him. That's right. The father was looking for the son to return, to come That's back. Right. Isn't that amazing? So the father's really looking for that past you said was struggling. The father's actually looking for those people you had to administer to that said they were in a place of hopelessness. The father was looking for them and know what he did, Pastor? Mm-hmm. He sent you to remind him of the word. Isn't that amazing?
1: Amazing. Amazing. His grace is amazing because he's shown it to all of us. And he gives it to all who accept it.
0: Freely, huh, Pastor? Amen. Amen, Pastor. Amen. You know, Pastor, we're at our hour. We're already. Wow. Wow. Isn't that something, Pastor?
1: That's incredible. Yet it's wonderful. And I just pray, I pray that people's lives have been touched and changed. Amen.
0: Amen, Pastor. You know, this ministry is really growing, Pastor, and we are touching lives and we're bringing this this word to people that may, in countries or areas that may not have heard it in this manner what, what do you think pastor
1: i think that's a wonderful thing i'll tell you i i wish i spoke 100 different languages <laughs> you know but yeah, me uh, too. <laughs> yeah yeah but i'll tell you anybody that is hearing this and is receiving this my prayer is just that your lives are being changed that your lives are being touched and that you're feeling encouraged and strengthened in the Lord. Amen.
0: Amen and amen, Pastor. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer, and then we we'll get to a couple announcements. Is that okay, Pastor? Amen.
1: Yes, sir, please.
0: Heavenly Father, King of glory, grace upon grace, we thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to talk and have your word revealed to us, revealed to your children. Allowing your spirit to work in us today, Lord. Blessing upon blessings, anointing upon anointing. Your word just flowed through us today, and we thank you. Continue to walk and work with your children. Make every crooked road straight for your children, Father. Bless them. Keep them healed. Keep them prosperous. Continue to speak to them, Lord. They want to hear your voice. Deliver it in a way that is easy. You said your burden is easy and your your yoke is light. Heavenly, <laughs> Heavenly Father, take the burden away from your children. They need to feel the power. They need to feel the strength of you. Yes. U- uplift them, keep them, and guide them. These and all things we ask for in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. Pastor, yes, pastor, yes, pastor. Pray God, pray God. You know, pastor, you know, pastor, this thing is really taking off. And I, and I tell you, pastor, that I really appreciate all that you've done. And, and our, so a couple announcements here is we have our podcast, our morning devotional podcast on iTunes, pastor. How is that going for you, pastor?
1: going fantastic I'm telling you every every time God speaks uh, you know it, it's just such excitement and uh, you're just in so much awe of who he is and what he does amen
0: amen sir amen sir that is the end of episode 4 pastor we really had a good time today pastor amen. I know that we enjoyed this I know people are just going to be passing this, this link around and sharing it and I want to say thank you. I want everyone to stay safe, stay healthy, and know and remember that you you have, have the power. power. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes, Amen. yes, yes. God bless. God bless. God bless.